Welcome to another episode of the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast that takes a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we chat with a pair of Bates throwers who achieved personal bests and emerged victorious in the weight throw Sunday at the brand new track at New Balance. Plus, the women's swimming and diving team brought home the CBB title for the first time since 2017. And we check in with the Alpine skiing team after a successful UNH carnival. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The women's swimming and diving team competed in the CBB meet Saturday at Bowdoin taking on their rivals from Colby and the host Polar Bears. Bates emerged victorious, thanks in large part to huge performances from sophomore Sophie Cassily and senior captain Abigail Gibbons. Cassily was named the NESCAC Women's Swimming Performer of the Week after she posted season best times in every event in which she competed, winning the 100 and the 200-yard backstroke along the way. Cassily and Gibbons teamed up to help the Bobcats win the 200-yard medley relay, and Gibbons herself won the 100-yard breaststroke and the 200-yard breaststroke. Well, a different format to the CBB this year for swimming and diving. First of all, in the past, you'd have a meet against Bowdoin, a meet against Colby. This year, the meet against Bowdoin and Colby at the same time, only the women this past weekend, and the women prevailed for Bates, Abigail Gibbons, and Sophie Castley with us here on the Bobcast to talk about it. And Abigail, just take us through the meet and how it went from your perspective, obviously pulling out the victory there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I was a little worried at first, uh, just having the women and like one one meet, but it ended up being a lot of fun. It um we were it was a quick meet, but it was a lot of fun and people were swimming really fast the whole the whole day. What were your thoughts on the new format there? Yeah, so this meet we decided to suit up for, which means we basically put on our fast suits and we try to go fast, obviously. And this year Bowden didn't suit up, so maybe that helped us win, but I would like to think that it didn't. Um, It was really nice, um, the layout of the meet. It was an event per 10 minutes, so we knew exactly when to warm up. We knew exactly when we were going to swim, like what to expect, so it was super nice. And Abigail, you're a senior captain this year. What's it like being one of the captains of this team? Uh, It's great. I I love the women's team, and I think that I am a captain to a great team, and I don't really have to do much with them. They know what they're doing, and they get it done, so it's a good time to be a Bates captain. And Sophie, season best for you in each event, basically, right? Uh, take us through, you know, each event. What were you particularly maybe proud of there on on uh, the, over the weekend there on Saturday? Yeah, um, I think going into this meet, I wasn't really expecting much. I was just kind of resting on NESCACs to make my NCAA B cuts, but I, I surprised myself. I swam really fast. You know, my first event was the two medley relay, and I pulled out a 26-2 in my 50 back, which is really good in season for me. And just going into NESCACs, I'm really excited to – because now I have, like, a standpoint on where I could be then. So hopefully, like, with a brand-new suit and tapered a little bit, it'll be even faster. And, Abigail, you were part of that 200 medley also, right? Yes. So take us through that race. I'm obviously a good, good way to start, right? Yeah, it was great. So Sophie came in fast as ever, and she had us a little bit of a lead. And I hopped in, and I went a 29.00, which is the fastest I've gone all season, which was nice. And it was just great to watch our butterflyer and our freestyler um, finish it off strong for us. So. And I'm curious, uh, um, Peter had mentioned that you, you've gone through some, you know, injuries and some illnesses and battling through it. What's, what's that sort of adverse, adversity been like to emerge so strong there that the CBB left for you? Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting year. didn't think my senior year would be full of different um, injuries and such, but I have been pushing through it as much. I've had the athletic trainers and the coaches and the team behind my back the whole way, which has been great. And 
it was I was scared going into it because I, I hadn't swam fast all season. But I think having the uh, team behind me and putting on that tech suit kind of changed my mind a little bit. And I was in it to go fast and rank faster for the NESCAC meet and uh, definitely pulled out pretty well because I ended up going my season best times and and got to be cut in the hundred breasts. So. Yeah, Sophie, you mentioned the, the tech suits, the faster suits. Uh, so obviously the women meant business this weekend with those. Take us through why those suits are fast, I, the science behind it that you were aware of, I guess. Um, honestly, I don't know that much. I just know they cost a lot of money, and they're really tight. So the compression helps, I'm sure. Do you just feel faster in that? Yeah, Yeah, they kind of help you um, like elevate your hips a little and get more on top of the water. The technology is, I'm pretty sure, it kind of like is more water resistant, so it doesn't like get as much water in it so you can kind of float on the water a little bit better and then this weekend it's the men's cbb right and after that the women will have their nescac championships so it's a little bit different schedule sort of right what's it like for your perspective to have this court a little bit of a break here this weekend at least right yeah it, i mean so we have practices on um friday and sunday but their sunday will just be like a loosen mm. but it's definitely that was like the one thing that i was kind of worried about was uh competing so close to nescacs with the same events but um i think that it honestly kind of strengthened our team especially because we did we all did so well and so it's nice to know like okay this is where we are as sophie said and now we can go faster once we're tapered and in a brand new tech suit so yeah, we got so Nescax coming up February 9th, uh, Thursday, Friday. Right? I think it's four day event, right? So, um, Sophie, you had your first Nescax experience last year. It was a good one. You were Nescax Rookie of the Year. What are you most looking forward to about Nescax this season, perhaps? Um, so this year I'm in a couple different relays, and I'm really excited to show the team that I can do more than just backstroke because I'm in a couple of freestyle relays. <laughs> okay, so freestyle something you've been working on a lot. Oh yeah, it's something I've worked on a lot this year. I've been trying to balance backstroke and freestyle. And I think that I'm in a good spot to like do well in those relays. And what's the training? The training? How does it change? I mean, how you how how do you try to balance it? Perhaps I guess. Um. So right now we're in our taper, and basically on Monday we'll do first day events. So we're like 50 back. We'll train that. And normally training we do sets of the main set. So like we'll do four rounds of some fast 50s, some fast 25s, and I'll do rounds one and three backstroke, rounds two and four freestyle. Is your eventual goal maybe to be an IM or something? Or? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, I think that's what, if you ask PC, I think that's what he would say. But me and the two IM never really, like, <laughs> gotten along that well. But this weekend, I really, like, surprised myself mm. dropping those, like, four seconds off my lifetime best. Yeah, that was that was great to see. And Abigail, what are you seeing from Sophie as a senior to see this sophomore doing so well, right? Yeah, it's good to see. She she trains hard, and she definitely swims very, very fast. And I think it's it's nice to see um, sophomores competing so quickly in her freshman year last year. I mean, she blew everyone out of the water. And I think it can draw in a lot of potential recruits, but it also can um, get the team to say, like, okay, she can do this. I can get it going, too. So definitely helps. Yeah, both of you are all over the Bates record books um, <laughs> for your time here so far. What's it like being, you know, you know on, that, on those lists and whatnot, you know? Yeah, so my freshman year, I think I got on it my first time in a relay, which was mm. crazy. And then last, or obviously sophomore year, COVID. And then last year, um, I ended up dropping like I think like a second and a half in the hundred breast, in um, in the hundred breast. And I ended up like getting the record, and I was I surprised myself by that, and also the fifty breast. And so 
it would be nice to try to get the two breasts, but the two breasts, as I like, as she said, it doesn't get along with me. So <laughs> a little bit longer event, obviously. I mean, what what's it? I mean, hundred versus two hundred. What what changes besides the extra hundred yards? I don't know. I'm much more of a sprinter, okay, unfortunately. Yeah. So I am someone that can just sprint and get it over with very quickly. But as soon as you put me in the two breasts, it's just um, my mind like set kind of changes, and I'm like, okay, like I have to hold on a little bit longer and um, I can't sprint the first hundred like I would want to and I can, because I have another hundred to sprint afterwards. So my my end goal is always to sprint that last 50 as fast as I can. <laughs> well, you're both basically sprinters, right? Is that fair to say? You're, would you say you... I'm a sprinter that does the two back. Yeah, okay, it does. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 two back. And then um, what's it like watching, you know, like Stephanie Tropper and Julia Johnson, those 1,000-yard, you know, 1,650-yard uh, events? Those last forever, it seems like. Yeah, they do last forever, but they're so quick that, you know, if you put me in there, it would not <laughs> look as good. <laughs> I'm always, like, astonished with what distance swimmers can do. They're training in and out of the pool harder than anyone at practice. They're really, like, pulling it together to go fast. <laughs> and what do you, what's it like seeing those distance sprinters go? Yeah, so, I mean, the only freestyle event I really swim is the 50 freestyle. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at their practices and they're doing, like, double the amount of yardage that we're doing it it always like amazes me but then I watch them swimming and actually competing very quickly they went one two like yeah. they are crazy together they come like they push each other and it's really it's crazy to watch them be able to swim the amount of yards they swim as fast as they do so as a senior captain you're looking at your final NESCACs here uh, what are some goals you have maybe for the team what would you be happy with in terms of you know finishes or whatnot I mean we're always trying to go top three mm -hmm. uh top four just keep where we are um at NESCACs I think that it'd be nice to see more people get on the podium this year and uh well I don't know if they're doing that this year but you know get place top eight <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least. And um, just watch people go their lifetime best. It's really amazing when people can go as fast as they go. Like watching Sophie last year go that her 157 in the two back, like her face was amazing. And like even like some of the other people like you watch like Kaylee, who graduated last year, she competed and went like one of her best times. And it's just nice to see people like go fast and enjoy their times at NESCACs, especially when it's like your last one. Like I want to cherish the moment forever. So, is there still that stuffed animal that you hate? <laughs> I love stars. You, you, you have a good perspective. Tell us about this stuffed animal. So we have a stuffed animal for the um, the women's team. The men's team don't don't like snarf, but. Um, I love Snarf. I think Snarf is our bobcat that I like to bring up onto the podium. I tried to get Sophie to do it last year, but she said no. Um, but I think it just symbolizes, like, I mean, it's a bobcat. We're bobcats. And it's cute. It's old. And it just shows how, like, long this team has been going on for and doing what we've been doing this, like, for as many years as we've been doing it. So it's nice to keep a tradition going and to compete hard for, like, the past alums that have swam so hopefully we'll see a lot of snarf uh, the NESCAC championships, right? Oh, so, 100%. So, Sophie, you have to deal with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> that thing needs to be replaced. I'm all for tradition and keeping the dream alive from alumni. But I don't think a grimy stuffed animal that's been thrown in the pool a couple times is the way to do it. <laughs> we can get snarf 2.0 if you want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But uh, Abigail and Sophie, thank you so much for joining the Bobcats. Really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. The track and field team competed, along with the rest of the NESCAC, at Middlebury's New England Small College Invite held at the brand new Track at New Balance in Boston on Sunday. It was a non-scoring meet that saw the Bobcats, in typical fashion, dominate the throws. On the women's side, junior Alma Mackick won the weight throw with a personal record toss of 47 feet, 2.5 inches. 
Well, Alma winning the weight throw there at the New England uh, Small College Invite, hosted by Middlebury at a brand new facility down in Boston. First of all, take us through the experience of competing at the track at New Balance. Yeah, so the track at New Balance was honestly, it was it was very surreal. It was very impressive, a very impressive facility. The track itself was hydraulic, so it was a banked track. So certain events, the bank was up, certain events, the bank was down. That was really fun to watch it go up and down. And the throws area was in a whole separate part of the facility, kind of separated from the track. But it was still really nice that the throws had their own space to warm up, throw, do their do their thing. It was really good. Excellent. And then you set a PR, I believe, in the weight throw, right? Mm -hmm. And got the victory there. So take us through what you've been working on in that specific event and what was clicking for you um, there on Sunday. Yeah. So to be honest, I was a little worried about the new circle. Um, I saw some pictures online and it looked like a plywood circle to me, which I don't have uh, the best track record on plywood, but the circle itself was very good. I got my first warm up in, felt really good. My technique felt on point. And I was like, okay, let's run with this. Let's try and get it out there. Excellent. Then um, we talked a little bit off air, but there's a strong group of women's throwers this year. Tell us about, you know, some of the newcomers to this team. Yeah. So obviously Hope and I are returners on the women's yep. side. We got uh, Maggie Hillwig, who plays second in the shot put uh, on Sunday. She's from softball, a sophomore. She has been killing it in the shot put. She's really incredibly strong, really great, uh, really great addition to the team, as well as three new freshmen that we got. They've also been really good, improving a lot for their freshman year. So it's great to have them on board. Excellent. Then um, Main State Meet is this weekend. Uh, get to host at Merrill Gym. How fun will it be to host your rivals from the state of Maine here? <laughs> yeah, no. Main State's is always a, a super fun meet for us. We, um, it's always a, uh, it's always fun to have everybody from Maine because there is that competition, especially between Bowdoin and Colby's fellow nest cackers, and uh, as well as other really competitive and competitive programs from Maine, including USM and, um, you know, of course, Bowdoin, Colby, and Farmington, too, UMaine Farmington. It's always it's always nice to have the Mainers all in one place. And I understand Bowdoin did not send some of their best throwers to um, the meet down in Boston, so how excited are you to compete against some um, maybe even stiffer competition, right? Yeah, it's um, it's always fun seeing the Bowdoin girls. Um, they're, they're really impressive, and uh, they're always really friendly, but also great competition. So it'll be good to see them this weekend. And so um, just looking at kind of some of your, maybe some goals you have for this year. I mean, you just set a PR, but what are some goals you have in your mind, you know, in the weight and maybe in the shot put as well? As far as the weight, um, it's really just getting my technique more consistent. You know, everybody has their good days and bad days, but I'm trying to find that balance of definitely feeling the catch, feeling the pull and the push of the ball um, more consistently every day. And with shot is honestly just getting the reps in. For shot, for me, it's very rep focused. So the more I can get in, the better things will get. So remind me of when you started competing in these events. Um, did you compete in high school? I did. Okay, I yeah. did. Um, in high school, though, our only events were shot put and discus. So okay. during indoor, it was only shot put. That's all I focused on indoor. Um, it wasn't until I got to college that I started focusing on the weight, not till my sophomore year because my freshman year was COVID. Right. So, yeah. So I didn't start competing or even – I didn't start I – didn't, I didn't touch a weight till my sophomore year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a brand new event basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm only the second year doing it. So what was the adjustments from, you know, throwers events that you were used to, like the discus and the shot put to this brand new one? And I'm sure it's a very different technique, right? Very, very yeah. much so. Um my freshman year, I had the pleasure of working with um, Coach Fresh, Al mm -hmm. Farashedian, and he coached me a little bit in the hammer, which is outdoor. Right. And it, it was during that time that I got the reps in for, you know, the turns, which has become 
second nature to me. And it's good that weight and hammer are very similar technique-wise. So my experience with the hammer, both a little bit in my freshman and soft, a little bit in my freshman year, carried over into my sophomore year throwing weight. So that made it an easier transition than it would have been otherwise. And I think we talked about this last time, but we now have a dedicated throws coach, Danny Kalina. What's it like working with him? Yeah, no, Danny. Danny's great. He uh, lives, eats, and breeds throws. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's it's good to have him on board. It's definitely really nice to have a dedicated coach to us specifically. Um, he's really great with coming up with workouts, coming out with um, strength programs. It's, it is nice to have a coach that is for you as much as it is to have, you know, a coach for the sprints or the jumps or whatever it may be. And what's it like to see uh, not only you get the victory in the weight, but also Liam Byrne on the men's team also win the weight. And Bates just kind of dominated that event there, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was really cool. Um, Bernie and I were able to sweep the weight, which was which was really which was really fun, honestly. Um, Bernie's really impressive. He has done really well for himself in the throws, so seeing him do his thing was great. Excellent. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share on this uh, meet this past weekend or um, on the season to come that you, we haven't got to talk about, perhaps? Um, just excited for outdoor, getting more events out on the track, and uh, seeing what seeing what everybody can do once we get outside. Excellent, Alvin. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Congrats again on winning the weight there down at the uh, invite in Boston. Thank you. Thank you so much. For the men's team, senior captain Liam Byrne took home the top spot in both the weight throw and the shot put. In the weight throw, he achieved a personal record of 58 feet, 7.25 inches. But Byrne has his sights set much higher. I'm still waiting for that big breakthrough in the season. Mm -hmm. It was another just kind of chipping myself forward. Um, It's... It was a better consistent series having some of the competition. I missed the outdoor NESCAC championships last year with COVID, so I still have yet to go to an NESCAC championships. So anytime I get a chance to compete against all the NESCAC guys, I really want to make sure they understand that um, they don't get to beat Bates in the throws. Right, right. It, it doesn't happen. So it's always nice, a little extra energy boost, kind of things like that. And I think you got one, two with a teammate in the shot put, right? Is that- yeah, um, shot put competition was at the end of the day. Everyone had been there for probably close to eight hours at that point. We were all exhausted. So it was, no one really had that good a day. James did set a per, uh, season best, kind of inched himself back up to where he wants to be. Uh, Jacob and I went 1-2 with marks that really shouldn't have gone 1-2 at that meet. But everyone's got the same circle. You can only compete against the competition that's there. Certainly. And then, um, so in go- terms of goals, I see you're, you know, in that weight throw, you're inching closer and closer to, closer to that uh, 60-foot mark. Is that something that you have your eye on? Um, so the... The real goal in my head is the top 10 list for Bates. Yeah. I don't know it in feet, but in meters, it's uh, the 10th spot is Jesse Carney, who was class 2003, at 1839. 60 is around 1820, I believe, if the conversion's right. So the 60-foot mark is pretty good there. Also, I believe 1840 will be enough by the end of the year to keep me in the top 20 for the NCAA. My goal is to not leave. It'll continue to get harder to stay in that top 20 as the season goes. People get better. Um, I'm sitting 15th right now, I believe. My goal is to not leave the top 20. Yeah. So we're keeping it because I through last outdoor, I was I had a lot of time between 21 and 25 in a couple of my events. It was very stressful. Mm-hmm. So I want to avoid that stress this year, and it's it's working out so far. Um, this weekend should be fun. We ordered a tungsten weight, which is a uh, it's a denser metal, so the the only requirements on the weight are the length of it and the weight and like the actual how heavy it is. Yeah. So having a denser metal for the ball, it can be 
the center of mass can be further out, so you get more momentum on the same spin, and the surface area is smaller, so there's less drag, so it will just go farther. This weekend could be a big that one. One's, that one's going to be fun. I'm really. Yeah. I, it's supposed to arrive on Friday, Okay. so it, it'll be a buzzer beater to get yeah. it, but it would be really nice because it's our last home meet, right. so it'd be really nice to have the really good weight with the best circle at least once, but we'll see. If it, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but... Well, that top, nice. Yeah, for sure. Well, that top 10 list for Bates is quite the gauntlet. Right? I mean, it's a who's who. <laughs> There's um, the best way to really categorize it is uh, Peter Goodrich, who is now not on the top 10 list anymore. His senior year was the uh, runner-up at Nationals. Right. And he's no longer on the list. So there's, there's a certain element of high quality there. I believe everyone on it was a, uh, an All-American in the weight throw mm. at some point in their time at Bates. So that would obviously be a great accomplishment. That would be, yeah, yeah. be fun. That's, yeah. that's the goal, at least. Now, I heard somewhere, I think I saw it online, something, you're going to be a grad transfer next year somewhere else? Tell tell us about that. So I hopped on the transfer portal in October just to look for, because I have, for eligibility, I have one indoor season and two outdoor seasons left after I graduate, and um, physics master's programs. So I was a physics major here. Mm. Uh, Physics master's programs are two years long. Okay. So it it fits pretty perfectly. It was fun reaching out, getting, because I was not a very good high school thrower. Mm. Uh, Fresh really took a chance on me, letting Mm. me join the team here. so it was nice to finally actually get the recruiting feel, getting the emails from coaches, having them reach out, different yeah. offers and things like that. So I um, I committed to Minnesota State in Mankato. Mm. Their Division Two, mm. their women's team was the national champion last year, mm. and I think their men finished sixth. So very high quality team, um, great throws program. One of their thrower alumni, Chris Reed, is on the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, and he's. Um, they have a lot of good equipment because he likes to donate. Sure. So that's that was definitely a good selling factor. But yeah, it'll be exciting. I'm heading out there um, next fall for two years for that. Awesome. So Division two. That'll be interesting. Yeah. What do you know about Division two level competition? I mean, have you looked at some of the numbers? I've been looking at some numbers. I think it's fairly comparable to Division three actually. Mm-hmm. So it's I'll still be competitive. I'll need to jump up a little bit more. Um, with the goals I've set for myself for this year, I'll be competitive. My numbers last year would be okay, mm-hmm. but this year I should end up being at a spot where I'll be coming in and being good for D2. You guys are hosting the main state meet this weekend. Obviously, it'll be actually combined men and women, which we did, I think, last year also, but this time Bates gets to host. It's, it's actually happened the last couple times because yeah. my freshman year there was the big snowstorm, so the women's meet got, right. was supposed to be at USM yeah. on, I think, was it USM on Friday? But it got, put, right. it got thrown into us with with us at Bowdoin on the Saturday, mm-hmm. my freshman year, and then combined at Colby last year. Yeah. The part that I'm excited for is it hasn't happened since my freshman year, since the Colby facility didn't have um, – there's some issue with the lights because mm-hmm. we do – for, for the blackout relay for the men's 4 by 8 at the end of the meet, which is was so much fun. That was probably the highlight of my freshman year. It just everyone rings the track. They turn all the lights off except for just a couple just to make sure they can see a little bit. Really loud. It's a great experience. I'm excited for – because the seniors on the team are the only ones that have experienced it so far. Right. So it would be cool to see everyone else get a chance to experience that. It's good to keep those traditions going. Yeah, right. It's yeah. That's been a real issue with COVID getting right. like just enough time between them that like my year is the only one that's had certain traditions. Yeah. So we got to make sure we get stuff done this year so that they continue on. And the men are looking to defend the title, right? Yeah, but it's um, – I haven't really looked at the numbers yet, but at least in the throws we're fairly confident yeah. in – We'll score our points and do our part. I'm the sprinters have been looking way better this year. Derek and Colby and Kevin in the sixty. Um, Colby's been looking good in the two hundred. A couple good four hundred guys. Reuven. We've we've really expanded a lot. The jumpers have have made a big jump this year. Um, Matt Fox, Moses, Wyatt, 
Matt Hamilton, depending on who's healthy. Yeah. But it's really the team has stepped it up this year. Certainly. And then um, we've talked a lot about the weight throw. What about the shot put? How is that kind of going for you? The shot put is um, it was it's close. Yeah. There have been a couple slipping in the circle, just missing. It's I'm consistently ahead of where I was at this time last year, but still waiting for that one big hit, as is Jacob. We both, at this point, we thought we were going to be a little bit further along this year, but certain things are just not going where, we look at, where we're looking for. So hopefully this weekend we can get back to where we want to be. So if the new weight comes in on Friday, are you going to get to work with it at all before you have to get to compete? <laughs> uh, no, no, but, yeah, it's, but it's not, it's not going to be as big an issue. I know yeah. for NCAAs, I was talking to uh, Plymouth State's Jacob Rigoli about it. Um, because the weights, it's 35 pounds a piece for the men's and a lot of teams have to fly to nationals. Mm. Uh, the NCAA provides weights for the uh, national tournament. So you don't need to bring your own. Yeah. And those are all tungstens. Mm. So, I talked to him about just the experience of getting there, trying the tungsten for the first time the day before he competed at the NCAAs, and it, he ended up having a think, full meter PR at Nationals to take third last year. So he, he said it was a lot of fun and worked great, and there was really no learning curve to it. So okay. I'm hoping that works out the same for me. Well, we're excited for the main state meet with or without the new way. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Liam, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. The skiing teams compete at the UNH Carnival over the weekend, and in alpine skiing, sophomore captain Sequoia and Steen achieved a career-best finish in the slalom, taking 20th out of 72 competitors. She also led the way the previous day for Bates in the giant slalom, finishing 30th. It was the, the longest slalom that I have ever skied. It Usually slalom courses are in between 45 to 55 seconds, and it was a minute eight so 15 seconds longer than we're used to. Mm. Um, so it was just a fight all the way down to the bottom. Your legs gave out like halfway down and you just had to keep pushing all the way. So you, obviously there's two runs and so were they both equally difficult? Uh, the first run was definitely worse. There uh. was, I think we had seven extra gates compared to the second run. So like probably seven more turns um and they just set the second course a lot straighter what have you been working on to, to allow you to have a career best like that we've really just been working on taking my skiing like a little bit more aggressive and also like out and further down the hill mm -hmm. um so turning more but generating generating energy from the turn Great, and then you're a sophomore, but you're also a captain on the team. So what's that experience been like? Yeah, it's awesome. So I took two gap years, so mm -hmm. I'm a little bit older, right. um, which is nice, you know, being a sophomore, but also a little bit older. And then, yeah, it's been great. We have three other captains this year, so four total captains. It's been really fun. We have a great group. Everyone gets along really well, and I think we've been able to work together very well. Sounds like this weekend you will have the uh, St. Michael's Carnival finally. <laughs> yes, yeah, and it's, of course, supposed to be freezing this weekend, and it's always freezing when we're in smugs, and they have the world's longest chairlift, so. Okay. <laughs> so you go from the world's longest slalom to the world's longest chairlift. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, obviously, when you ski, it's going to be pretty cold no matter what, but when it's extra cold like this, what, how does that change things, perhaps? Um doesn't change things other than we're just freezing and trying to get off the hill as fast as we can and back inside. Well, for us, we like the co course conditions to be icier. Like a harder surface is better for us. 
Um, but like the driving situation gets a little iffy sometimes yeah. for sure. Packed into those vans, right? Yeah. 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 We get van certified and drive the vans up to the hill and to races. So can get a little hairy sometimes. Well, this weekend is at Smuggler's Notch. Is that right? So tell me about that area. It's on the backside of Stowe, but mm-hmm. the race hill is basically, it starts out really flat and then there's a big steep hill for a couple gates and then it flattens out again so it's pretty technical and it's not very long but I like the hill I did well there last year so I'm excited to ski it again great what are some goals you have kind of going forward this year obviously top 10s I imagine are in your sight yeah I think just keeping up with the slalom results and then um get back into the swing of things in GS I'm struggling a little bit this year but you know, sometimes it's slalom and sometimes it's GS. So, What about GS has tripped you up a little bit so far maybe? Because you got a 10th finish last year in one of the races. Yeah, um, I took a couple big diggers this year. I fell at the beginning of the season and then I also fell in the Bates Carnival. So just mentally coming back from injury. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sometimes, I mean, particularly nasty fall might throw you off for ensuing races, right? Yeah. It's not even that I like hurt myself that yeah. bad, but just bumps and bruises and mm-hmm. it kind of just sticks in the back of your head sometimes. And then how's the team kind of coming together? I mean, being one of the captains, what's it like seeing maybe some of the first year's um, score for the team I saw, you know, this, or sophomores also score for the team this past weekend? Uh, yeah, it's awesome. One of the girls on my team who's a sophomore, Kenzie Arnott, yeah. she um, was unable to race last year due to injury. Mm-hmm. So it's been awesome that she's gotten a couple starts under her belt and is scoring points. And then, yeah, the freshman girls, we have a great bunch of girls this year. So it's been cool to see them really pushing each other and, getting on the hill and really trying to do their best. And I know the Bates Carnival, the results for you weren't what you would maybe won necessarily, but what was it like to host? Oh, it was really fun. I'm, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier. You definitely have more confidence because it's your home hill and you know the hill like the back of your hand, so it's a lot easier to do well and just be more comfortable. And we had the whole team there. Usually, like, only 12 of us travel, mm-hmm. but all 20 of us were there, so it was really nice even if you weren't racing in the actual carnival you were up there supporting everyone so it was fun great well any other thoughts you want to share on the season so far maybe this past weekend we haven't got to talk about yet we're like peak carnival season yeah. right now so i'm excited to just keep chugging along and seeing results from everyone all right Sigoy, well thank you so much for joining us on the bobcats really appreciate it thank you the women's basketball team split a pair of games against nascac foes last week defeating Middlebury 72-59 on Friday before falling to Williams on Saturday. The Bobcats have a huge week on tap, taking on rivals Bowden and Colby on the road. Meanwhile, after a couple of tough road losses, the men's basketball team is back in the friendly confines of Alumni Gym this Friday and Saturday for showdowns with the Polar Bears and the Mules. First-year Elliot Kravitz continues to impress as he was named the main men's basketball co-rookie of the week for the second straight week. And make sure you come to Friday night's game against Bowden as senior Steph Baxter is just one point away from 1,000 in his career. Find the complete schedule of events and stay up to date on all the latest Bates Athletics news by going to GoBatesBobcats.com. And we'll catch you next time on the Bates Bobcast.